So my apologies, but today's actually going to be a much shorter episode. I'm recording this after the fact and realizing how quick I ran through this. I did not expect that this story would be so small, but it was interesting to me, so I hope you guys do enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Realm of Unknown. I'm your host, Shane, and this is another episode that I'm recording in this first little wave of episodes. Again, I'm very new to this, so I don't know which one this is actually going to be. We'll see. But I'm actually pretty excited for this one. So today, or I guess today for, I don't know. (laughs) Again, I'm very, very new to all this. But this specific episode I'm actually really excited about. It's actually a topic that I was struggling to try to make and I couldn't do it. Like for the longest time, oh, I should say for my YouTube channel. For the longest time, I just could not make. There were no visuals to work with. There was no like audio to work with. There was nothing like to really draw from. And it took me a very decent amount of research for this right now to find information that will be relevant to the topic itself. But the subject matter is something that I've, very much been interested in. I think it is a very, very cool little thing. And today, we shall be talking about the Dark Watchers. Now, the Dark Watchers, I know it's very weird, it's very bizarre, uh, but bear with me here. Now, the Dark Watchers is actually a name given to a group of entities in California folklore, reportedly observing travelers along the Santa Lucia mountain range which is really disturbing. So the Dark Watchers are described as tall, sometimes giant-sized, featureless dark silhouettes, standing between 7 and 10 feet tall. So very much like shadow people. Think of, think of that. Think of like shadow people and that sort of stuff, and that can very much be related to the Dark Watchers. And in some cases, they are actually reported at being much taller. And I have little quotations here too. Some people call them small people, which is very odd because it doesn't make sense to their story and it contradicts a lot of the other sightings. So I don't know why some people describe it as small people. Maybe it's just like a thing in the distance. I don't know. I found that very weird. The the Watchers are often reported as being adorned in broad-brimmed black hats. So think kind of like witchy or like top hat type stuff with very long black cloaks And they're either holding a walking stick or a staff, which is just really, really creepy. I'd rather not see that in the distance. And they are reported being seen primarily during the hours of twilight and dawn. They are said to stand watch over travelers along the trails from up high atop the horizon on the Santa Lucia mountain range. Some reports simply have the watchers standing vigilantly facing out towards the ocean, which is even worse in my opinion if they just don't care about you and they're just there these monstrous like shadows these mysterious figures stand motionlessly as well uh they don't seem to really care they don't seem to really move and they sit up on top of the mountain range and they've never actually been reported moving from the position in which they were originally seen another really spooky thing that kind of relates back to shadow people and I guess for some people, if you need a reference, Slenderman, like the, that whole urban legend, because the Dark Watchers have never been reported with facial features. So they are blanked face. There's no distinction between their eyes, their nose, their, their, there's no scars. There's no facial features such as like hair or freckles. Like there's nothing. It's just a black blob of a face. And, but this could potentially be due to no one actually getting close enough to these figures before they disappear and vanish on the spot. 
So no one can actually get close enough to actually see details or additional information to describe these things rather than what they originally saw from a far distance. So after these things vanish, they leave no footprints, they leave no evidence, and the person who saw them just kind of is standing there by themselves. There's nothing there that indicates that something that tall, that massive, that significant in in the in the in the landscape was there. There's nothing. And this kind of like relates back into some like ghost rule stuff. A lot of people report seeing the watchers for a very like split second. They'll they'll see it out of the corner of their eyes for like a few seconds as they're running and then the moment they look over it's just vanished. It's gone. So it's very much in the moment. You're kind of catching them, so to speak, kind of unaware. Okay, so the Watchers have actually sometimes been attributed to the Chumash people. I, I'm going to butcher a lot of these words, so I apologize. But I, I have it written out. It's, it apparently is pronounced Chumash, but I might just be saying it wrong too. These, these native people historically inhabited the central and southern coastal regions of California. Although nothing strongly concrete in their legend and folklore appear to exist that relate back to the Watchers. And the origin of the Watchers' names actually relates to Spanish settlers who dubbed these figures after witnessing them Los Vigilantes Obscuras, which just translates to Dark Watchers in Spanish. So this is kind of odd. I don't know why this was a thing, but I found it during my like deep dive research. This is something I could not find the first time around. But there apparently seems to be some like requirements to see the Dark Watchers and to like make themselves known to hikers along the mountain. It's very odd, I know, it's just, I had to write this down. Okay, so the, the first one is just the most bizarre, I don't know why. But if you are carrying a gun for some reason while hiking or running on a mountain trail, or you are wearing waterproof clothing, so if you're wearing a poncho or galoshes, I guess. This seems to scare the watchers off. It's very weird, I know. I don't I don't know why it's a thing. But they do seem to prefer hikers that are wearing more old-fashioned garb, much more like vintagey or like Victorian era. I don't know why. According to paranormal investigator Jason Offit, I could be pronouncing his name wrong. This is all from him. So this could be very not true. I couldn't find any, like, disclaimer or, like, disputes that say, like, oh, you're wrong. That It just seems to be, like, a little niche note, I guess, so to speak. But Jason, he has some credibility, I suppose. He is a journalist instructor in Northwest Missouri State University, along with being a paranormal investigator who doesn't technically seem to lean too far into being a hardcore believer or a hardcore skeptic. He's just kind of in the middle. So I give him a little more credibility because he's not like firmly believing in these things. He just kind of like has that there. So I'm going to move into more so like the origins of like how this may have become. I'm trying to like find a, a format or like structure for these episodes in this podcast that might work. I don't know. We'll see. This is the very first one that I'm kind of like trying to talk about in the temple one. I kind of kind of like talked about the backstory and i just talked about the ghosts and stuff here i don't know this was different obviously it's a different topic different subject matter but i wanted to give some like structure to all this stuff we'll see i'm rambling i'm sorry so again this is like the origin of how the dark watchers may have eventually came to be 
So looking into the information on the Dark Watchers, you will ultimately result in some very vague type of stories. Everything's kind of the same. Everything kind of seems like it's told over and over and over again. Like it's really kind of like rehashed. That there are like three original sources to the story that just kind of get retold over and over and over again. And I actually have these written down. I looked into them myself and I have them right here. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, so the first being John Steinbeck. He wrote a short story titled Flight. And the second is a poem called Such Counsels You Gave to Me, written by Robinson Jeffers. And an assortment of stories of the Dark Watchers originating, again, from folklore and legends relating to the Chumash Native American tribe in the region. Again, I mentioned that earlier. So these are like the three core things that people seem to draw from when they try to describe or explain away the Dark Watchers. A lot of websites, a lot of news articles, a lot of like a lot of blogs, first-hand accounts, they'll use these three sources as either proof or an explanation, like that sort of thing. So I'm going to talk about them in order of how I listed them. So people generally believe that the stories and legends of the Dark Watchers predate Steinbeck and Jeffers' respective writings. So why did I mention that before? I'm going in reverse order. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Okay. So people think that it predates both uh, Steinbeck and Jeffers, who wrote the poem and the, the book. But people believe that the Dark Watchers are technically mentioned by the Chumash people and have origins with that tribe. Though, like I said earlier, there doesn't seem to be any like validity to this. And these just kind of seem to be like, shots in the dark. If you look into one of the most authoritative resources on Chumash belief, a book by Thomas Blackburn titled December's Children, the Book of Chumash Oral Narratives. This is a collective of Chumash legends and folklore, but they don't really seem to mention the Dark Watchers in here or anything that bears too much close resemblance. The more likely explanation as to why the Watchers were linked to the Chumash people, in my opinion at least, is that a lot of mythical figures and like spooky legends and urban legends, if you relate them back to a native tribe or Native American origins in general, in at least now in the internet age, gives it some sort of like legitimacy, and I'm using this with like air quotes, and that seems to be like proof, like enough proof for some people to be like, oh, well, you know, it, it has Native American ties, it has to be true. And, you know, I kindly, I kind of blame poltergeist for this, but, you know, it's just something that happens. People need something for it to, like, latch onto, and it's very much in the vein of, like, creepypastas, where you have to make it seem as real as possible without tipping the, the line of being like, well, you can look into this, you can find proof that it's, you're lying to us. So I, I ultimately chalk this up to that. I think that people are just grasping at straws and they found a native tribe in the region who has like vague enough stories in some sense that people can be like, well, this creature is technically the Dark Watchers of today. Like we just see them and know more. And honestly, I think that's cheap. I think that's a really like easy cop out. And again, the Chumash people don't have any stories that necessarily related back to the Dark Watchers. So I, I want to discredit that as saying, like, I don't think that's true. I don't think that that angle particularly holds much ground. But moving on, because I'm rambling and I don't know how to talk well in this type of <laughs> um, platform, is the book Thomas Steinbeck's 
who is actually the son of John Steinbeck, who collaborated with the artist Benjamin Brode on the book titled In Search of the Dark Watchers, chronicling the legend's history and recording interviews with locals who claim to have encountered them. Now, within their book, Steinbeck and Brode claim that the term was originally coined by the Romans and that the Dark Watchers were originally believed to be physical creatures that have taken on the form of guardian animals or other supernatural beings. They relate them back to other mythical creatures such as fairies or ghosts. Again, I don't know how much credibility this has. I haven't read their book, to be fair. I haven't been able to get my hands on it, so I don't know. They might have some stuff in the book itself, but from what I can understand, this is just kind of like them rehashing how it's told. I suppose relating it back to fairies and ghosts is a better explanation for all this stuff. I don't know too much information about fairies, or at least like the fairy realm in general, but I believe from other reports and other stories that I've heard, the whole guardian aspect might make more sense because these creatures don't seem to do anything. They 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 aren't malicious. They aren't they aren't searching out hunt like hikers. They aren't haunting people. They're just there. They're just very much part of the landscape. They're part of the horizon. They're just observing. They're just and, and I guess in some case, you can say that they're just standing guard because they're on the ridge line. They're kind of watching the ocean. They're not paying much attention to you. So maybe there is some credibility with the whole guardian aspect. I don't know. I would have to be there. I would have to see them. I hope I don't want to see it. No, I don't want to see them <laughs> at all. But unfortunately, there's no real way to pinpoint the origin surrounding the Dark Watchers. Other than the fact that locals seem to have known about their existence prior to 1937, which is before Robinson Jeffers' poem was published. And that was, as we mentioned earlier, with the three. One of the first public oh, publications, I should say, that would give this sort of story more expansive grounds to like for people to know about. But people knew about it beforehand. So as of right now, the only like credible date that we can relate back to is 1937 and that people in the region so just locals in general have at least seen or reported seeing these things again the first spanish settlers in that region did report it they were the ones that dubbed the name dark watchers so there is some credibility i suppose that these things have been seen for so long that so many people have seen them but again Without, like, firm fact, I can't fully say that these things are real because, you know, people may have just made stuff up. It may have just become a thing that over the centuries spurred into an urban legend. So I want to move on to potentially explaining some of this stuff. Many explanations on the Dark Watchers have been brought up over the years in order to solve the mystery as to why people are witnessing these dark looming figures in the distance. One common theory, I just have them kind of, like, bullet point listed here one common theory is that they are simply illusions or hallucinations caused by feelings of exhaustion isolation or dehydration by people hiking on the trail because again a lot of people who report this stuff now are hikers they're out in the wilderness they're out in the heat so potentially they're just kind of seeing like a mirage or they're mis um, identifying plant life in the distance that sort of stuff People also say that infrasound is also being thrown out there as like an explanation 
being either low-frequency sounds or high-frequency sounds that, that have been suggested to cause feelings of fear in people who hear them. It's actually a similar explanation that is given to haunted houses that have low-frequency sounds being given off by uh, old machines and appliances. And that's actually... I forget who did this. I have to look it up, and I'll link it down below if I can find it. But someone, I believe, in Britain, like a university somewhere in Britain, did an experiment on some of the most haunted houses and like locations in the country over in the uk in the in there and they actually explained that a lot of these places have these old appliances old electronics that send off this low toned frequency that we can't pick up on like we, we it's there our body is able to receive it but we can't hear it but those frequencies instill a sense of fear. They can make you feel like someone's there. They can make you feel uneasy. They can make you feel nauseous. They can make you feel a lot of the not physical traits of a haunting. So I think there's some credibility. I don't know how these sounds get out there in the wilderness. That might have to be dived into a little bit deeper. I don't know how that, I don't know how credible that is. Because unless someone's out there with like, something that it can either produce these sounds or there's a weird old like washing machine in the distance just making this sound i don't know how it would get there so i'm not gonna put too much i'm not gonna put my eggs in this basket so another thing uh the broken specter is an optical illusion that we can cast and magnify shadows on clouds or fog it's also been an explanation as to why the dark watchers might be there it's a very natural explanation this stuff does happen it is like a thing it's a coined event that just kind of occurs in nature and i've actually seen it it's definitely weird i don't know how people can at the very least in my personal opinion i've never seen anything that i've never seen it in the way that it would form a shape like like a person like a like a figure i've seen it form very big like shadows i've seen it form very big shapes that are just kind of like blobby cuz it's like clouds and stuff like that so i can understand that potentially this happens i've never seen it so i don't know if anyone has let me know <laughs> uh but the broken specter is another just illusion explanation as to why these things might be there so moving on from into the more not skeptical approach which to be fair i like being in the middle but this is this is for all the people who are firm believers and are very much into the paranormal and stuff a less natural explanation to the dark watchers links them like i said earlier to reports of shadow people due to their physical appearance particularly the stories and sightings notorious with the hat man legend which in and of itself is often relating to people who suffer from sleep paralysis However, the Dark Watchers seem to predate the Hatman legend, and before that whole, like, sprung up on the internet and stuff, and all that just crazy craziness. But the Dark Watchers do have some relation to them. They are very, very tall figures. They are dark, shadow-like. And in relation to the Hatman, they're seen wearing clothing. They're seen wearing a very tall hat. So there is some relation to them. Whether or not they are the same thing, I don't believe they are. Again, because the Hat Man is very much notorious to sleep paralysis, which I should probably talk about in another video. And the Dark Watchers are extremely localized. They're only seen on this mountain range. Whereas the Hat Man has been seen, or allegedly has been seen, across the world. 
people have reports seeing him all the time. So I don't think they're the same thing if it is in the paranormal realm. I don't think that they're the same thing. Potentially they might be like related in a way. A shadow people are just kind of like an umbrella term for both these things in my opinion. So I would I would definitely lump the dark watchers into like a shadow person field. I wouldn't say that I don't know. That I'm just trying to explain something that like I haven't seen or I ha- there's not much this isn't documented a lot, I should say, but I would definitely lump the Dark Watchers under that umbrella term of shadow people as like a safe explanation as to what people are seeing. Many witnesses and locals believe that the Dark Watchers are actually spirits of some form, although the type of spirit that they are is highly debated. Some say that they are omens of bad luck. Others claim that they are spirits that are more benevolent and kind, such as how we mentioned before that they might be guardian spirits, and they likely are linked to the fact that there haven't been any reports, like I said, or encounters that involve violence towards witnesses. Again, they just kind of observe you, they kind of sit in the distance and disappear, or they just watch the ocean. Like, it's very relaxing, honestly. But there's no indication that they're malevolent in any way so people kind of generally think that they're just there they're either a sign they're either an omen or they're just kind of there observing but some people on the more i don't know serious end claim that the dark watchers are simply physical manifestations of the grim reaper because of course i don't know about that that's just another thing i had to put in there but i don't know about that (laughs) that's a very very uh very long i don't even know how to describe it I, whatever it, 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 it it's out there uh but when it comes down to it there isn't much to go on with the dark watchers like i said other than stories or witness testimonies spread across many many years with many of them being strikingly similar to one another and relatively vague because a lot of people don't see that much details on these things a lot of people don't see them for that long so a lot of the stories end up being the same in a lot of sense but however locals do believe in this people who have seen this do believe in this so I would say that the Dark Watchers, to people who are locals and people who have seen them, to them, they are real. They very firmly exist, and they're convinced that these things are out there. Again, I think we need more evidence to really prove if this is true or not. I would definitely chalk this up to being a... uh, a more case-by-case classification of something. I don't think there have been really too many paranormal investigations into this. I don't think this has been documented enough, but like I said in the very beginning, I think this is a really interesting topic. I think it's something that's ominous, but not too malevolent. I think it's something that is the same in like other ghost stories and like paranormal sightings, but is its own little thing. It's very localized. It's very... I would say different in a way, but interesting in that it's so unknown. It's so widely seen by certain people, but no evidence is out there. So to me, I I just I, I get really interested in that type of stuff. I want to learn more stuff about it. I want to know like what these things are. I want to like get a photo if someone can see that. I don't know. If anyone has seen these things, definitely, definitely, definitely let me know. I will be wrapping this up, but if you have any stories or any photos or any sightings and stuff, please definitely reach out to me. My email is realmofunknown at gmail.com, or you can find me with Realm of Unknown on Instagram and Twitter. I am on both probably Twitter more often, so if you really want to reach out to me, try that or my email. Instagram is more so just to like let you guys know 
when new episodes are coming out. So if you have any stories again, reach out to me. I would love to hear them. If you have any new suggestions, I would love to hear them. Totally would love to have any topics that you guys would suggest for me to dive into. I just, I really like researching this stuff. I like researching it and I like telling you guys. So until I see you guys again, remember to stay spooky and have a great one.